Thank you for that that explanation. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? You know, we, I think, just as a society in general, we sort of hand over ourselves to drugs and procedures. And again, these have a role, but we also have so much control over our own health. And we have the power to do a lot of the healing ourselves. It's not, you know, this isn't, you know, um, necessarily always simple, but it's there. And the fact that we don't use it more is, is you know, unfortunate because we can really help ourselves. We can reduce the amount of medications we need. We can avoid some procedures. We can live longer, better, and ultimately that's what this is all about. I'm I'm grateful to have been on. I you know this is a very important topic. I, I hope people you know start looking at those start looking at those callouts on all those boxes and and be a little bit more skeptical because if everything is so good for us, why are we all so sick? Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, my pleasure. That was Dr. Elizabeth Clotis, a cardiologist and founder of Step One Food, speaking with me about misleading food labeling. You've been listening to KBOO News In-Depth. I'm Althea Billings. I'm Naomi Klein, and you are listening to KBOO Portland 90.7 FM. Support for this program comes from KBOO member listeners and from TNA Grand Theater and Media, presenting the third annual 10 Tiny Talks Artist-in-Residency and Film Festival. It runs June 23rd through 25th at the Clinton Street Theater in Portland. Featuring three days of local and international films, performance art, and drag from black, indigenous, trans, and queer creatives. Information and tickets at www.cstpdx.com. On the next Voices for the Animals, we'll be speaking with Howard Garrett of the Orca Network about the plans to release Lolita, also known as Tokate, an orca who has lived in captivity performing for over 50 years. The same people who are trying to splash cold water on the whole idea and, and discourage any talk of Toki coming home, they paint this picture of her as being you know, really decrepit and couldn't possibly survive the journey, and that's just not true at all. We'll also talk with Courtney Scott of In Defense of Animals about why our own Oregon Zoo has landed on their list of 10 worst zoos for elephants for the 12th year in a row. Elephants are uniquely unsuited to captivity, and just by their size alone, they require miles to roam, and without that base, they literally suffer brain damage. Don't make any summer plans that involve seeing animals in captivity until you listen to the next Voices for the Animals show, airing Friday, June 23rd at 10 a.m. here on 90.7 KBOO FM. Here at KBOO, we honor the indigenous people whose traditional and ancestral homelands we stand on. The Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tomwater, Watlala Bands of the Chinook, the Tualatin Kalapuya, and many other indigenous tribes and nations of the region of the Willamette River and that great river known as Shwaneku, Wimal, Nishaiwana, and Colombia, many names for the living water force that has sustained this region for countless generations and provided phenomenal life to our blessed ecosystems. We believe it is important to acknowledge the ancestors of this land and to recognize that we are here because of the sacrifices forced upon them. 
In remembering these communities, we honor their legacy, their lives, and their descendants with the forming of relationships to each other and the living world. The following program is a rebroadcast. Dates, times, and events mentioned in the following program have already occurred. Thank you for tuning in to KBOO Portland. You are listening to a digital indigenous radio show. All across Turtle Island, turn up your radios and decolonize. This is Rose City Native Radio. Can you tell us the Indian first thing? Hi there! You're listening to Rose City Native Radio. I'm your host, Jack Malstrom. Great show today. Music, poetry, super Indian, and more for you. Stay tuned at 7 for the Indigenous Power Hour Mix. We're highlighting um, the Tiny House Warriors album. It's pretty rad, so we're going to have some tracks from that. Speaking of that album, we're actually going to play a track right now because I'm that excited. (laughs) Um, I want to start off. So this is the latest release from my personal favorites. You already know who it is. Snotty Nose Res Kids with The Warriors. Enjoy. Greasing their hands, putting on our people while they're stacking their bands. 
Why they say we all legal? They don't look at us as people, all they see is our land. Believe in the cedar, we can leave it to beaver. True, don't act for them, man, we need a real leader. Middle fingers to the colorblind, no disrespect. But if you don't see color, you don't see me neither. Step in line, man. Press 1 to go to the pre message deleted. You have no more messages. Tiny house, what up? If water is life, please fill me a cup so I can spill it on your face and wake a dumbass up. Enough is enough, wake up. Yo, Kinder Morgan, here's a Kinder surprise. Indigenous resistance, man, we got nine lives. We put a life on the line, not a lifeline. I'll be damned if I see another broken pipeline. to the sky if you ride with me uh, as long as I'm alive I'll stand for thee if the unceded land is your home put your fist up cousin put your fist up if you like your water clean yet alone put your fist up cousin put your fist up you know we're ready for war we in a zone put your fist up cousin put your fist up if you die for your land let me know put your fist up cousin put your feet Mental depression to gather, to master and shatter the system. I know what's missing. I see the gaps. I have the maps to take it back. Come on. 
stolen locations, abusive relations, 150 celebrations, comment section hating, debating, truth and reconciliation fading, dividing and shading, but we still here, we still here, we still here, missing brother, missing mother, missing daughters, say it again, no clean water, but we still here, we still here, the message is clear, they wanted us to disappear, but we still here. The message is clear, they wanted us to disappear But we still here, we still here And rage and resistance, take back the land Is the business, step up and witness Speak up, go the distance, the time is now Show them how, they didn't want us to powwow So we made a powwow, now allow your powwow Four push-ups to dance your style I'm hella versatile, my indigenous girl lifestyle You check my Insta profile Too quick to reconcile without the truth Or impact the youth You tell the slides of the voting booth We'll make it smooth Elders and POCs do all the work Make moves Culture vultures waiting to play And take away what is sacred Internalize self-hatred Culture lost Nothing to show, they try to be a bro Be careful, and let them know We are here, and we in control Stolen locations, abusive relations 150 celebrations Common section hating, debating Truth and reconciliation fading Dividing and shading But we still here, we still here We still here Missing brother, missing mother, missing goddess Say it again, no clean water But we still here we're still here The message is clear They wanted us to disappear But we're still here The message is clear They wanted us to disappear But we're still here We're still here They call me on my celly To hear my words and my verbs My words into action I'm the girl that makes it happen Shutting down the streets I complete, I defeat With just one tweet No need for press release I never couple these middle fingers up But I come for peace, water for sacred Yeah, I'm jaded, why needles hit it? Still native kids be taken Still treaties are forsaken Still stupid, not educated This is stolen land, the time is now We demand, your occupation is out of hand United we stand, kill the mask I save the people, kill the eagle No sequel, no one is illegal Power to the people, together we are better Talking circle, pass a feather. Talking circle, pass a feather. Uh. Stolen locations, abusive relations. 150 celebrations. Common section hating, debating. Truth and reconciliation fading, dividing and shading. But we still here. We still here. We still here. Missing brother, missing mother, missing goddess. Say it again, no clean water. But we still here. We still here. The message is clear, they wanted us to disappear, but we still here. The message is clear, they wanted us to disappear, but we still here, we still here. But we still here. They try to ban a pot latches, but we still here. Small pox and tree of the tears, but we still here. That was JB, the first lady with Still Here, and before that, the latest release from Snotty Nose Res Kids with The Warriors. Coming up next, this is The Tribe Called Red featuring Most Deaf and Black Bear with R.E.D.
We are the Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. citizens see the material religions through trauma and numb nothing is related all the things of the earth and in the sky have energy to be exploited even themselves mining their spirits into souls sold into nothing is sacred not even their self the ally Nation, Alien Nation. Showing living kings, I mean it, I mean it. 
That was A Tribe Called Red, featuring Most Def, a.k.a. Yasin Bey, and the drum group Black Bear with R.E.D. So, folks, it's almost June! Woohoo! And with June comes Pride Month. So, in honor of Pride Month coming up, I wanted to take a trip back to yesteryear, and uh, we're going to listen to the interview that we did um, with the organizer from Diné Equality, talking about two-spirited issues, what that means, and uh, especially what it means for folks on the Navajo Nation. Enjoy. Yate, <clears throat> my name is Alde Nelson. Um, my name is, like I said, all Ray. My, my good friends call me Ray, and I am part of the Water Edge people and the Townhouse People Clans, both on my mother and my father's side. I originally called the Arizona portion of the Navajo Nation my home, uh, but currently reside in beautiful Gallatin, Mexico, which is kind of like a border town. Uh, we are, our town, our city is actually located between, uh, the Navajo Nation and the Pueblo of Zuni. Um, but I've been here for the last two years. Um, both my partner and I recently just purchased our first home together. And we are in the process of raising a family here. Um, and his family actually is from New Mexico. And we are about, about 30, 35 minutes, 40 minute drive from, um, his mom and the rest of the family. But yeah, like all our friends and those that we love are here every weekend. And um, that's who I am. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really awesome to have you on the show. No, it's, it's, it's an extreme honor to um, be, a, be a part of this and to just share a little bit more about the work that uh, the Coalition for Inequality is doing um, here in the southwestern part of the United States. So can you tell us how Diné Equality got started? Yeah, so back in 2013, as many of us can recall, uh, that was during the time when the United States Supreme Court on the federal level um, made several, they offered several legal opinions in regards to uh, marriage and what would happen in the homestead of families in our country. I know that many tribal nations, in many cases, um, you know, the sovereignty of our tribes is, is very important to our everyday lives. Um, but the U.S. Supreme Court had said at the time that um, they guaranteed several things and several protections. And, of course, that led up to 2015 when the courts also decided that all 50 states should recognize um, marriages um, regardless of someone of the same sex and what have you. Um, so back in 2013 at that time, I was completing school at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. My partner, uh, Brennan, was working for the tribal government here in the Navajo Nation, so I was displaced about maybe two and a half hours away going to school while he was at home, uh, not only taking care of his family, but also um, building a livelihood for both of us and he supporting me through the whole process. And um, 
I was finally done with school, came back home to our community, and we started asking people the question, like our friends, like um, regardless of what was being said on the federal level or on a local level, our, like Haiti and I's relationship and us being together for so many years would not be recognized in our own tribal nation, regardless of what the federal government said because of sovereignty of our tribe. And that, that was the main argument that tribal leaders made at that time. And they continue to make the argument today. Um, and so we said, we got to do something about this. We need to politically organize. We need to get together. We're going to bring families together. We're going to bring elders. We're going to bring grandmas and grandpas. And, and not only have a conversation, but to really do grassroots organizing the best, the best way that we know as indigenous people can do it. And that's what we did. We brought together everyone we knew in our clan, everyone we knew in our families, and we had a conversation about the future of what, it, what does it mean to be someone that's different? What does it mean to be someone that's LGBTQ in our communities? And um, we, need, we, we we politically organized ourselves. And so from that point until today, um, we continue to offer pressure among tribal leaders on an Navajo Nation uh, within the government. Um, regardless of what positions they take, we hold them accountable for anything that they say or the, or the actions that they take. Um, so since 2013 until now, we've actually um, done our part to make sure that every presidential candidate running for Navajo president understood the issues of the LGBT community and our LGBTQ community on the Navajo Nation. And in addition to that, made sure that they also understood that marriage equality has always been a right, a human right for um, indigenous communities and the Navajo people for generations since millennia. And I say this to the point, um, Nick and Jackie, is that in our creation story, we've always had um, same-sex unions as a recognized union uh, among our people. It was never a problem. It was never seen as something that was disgusting. It was never seen as something that was different. Um, and so when Brennan and I moved back home and started to live here and, and were always a part of the ceremonies even when I was in college, um, we, it was so foreign to us to come back home and hear our political leaders and our government tell us that what we had together was something that was not right, that was disgusting, and that was something that was not of everyday life for our people. Whereas when we were in a community directly, it was a completely different story. Um, and that, that's how the Coalition for Dignity Equality was created. Um, and so we continue to push forward and advocate for not only marriage equality, we actually expanded our scope of advocacy. Um, at that time, in 2013 onward, we were, if you, if you could remember and recall back in history, um, a lot of organizations were fighting not only for marriage equality, but were fighting for the basic rights of couples. Um, we actually said that more needed to be done because not only marriage was a major issue that was affecting um, what was happening in, in the Navajo uh, Nation, but we also saw a highway of um, 
young people taking their lives because they identified as gay, lesbian, or transgender. We saw a huge rate of unreported hate crimes being perpetuated against um, Navajo trans women. And we also saw a huge rate of crimes unreported against Navajo women. And we said that moving forward that we would do more than just advocate for marriage because marriage is only a part of that and that's part of the national conversation right now but there are other issues that continue to affect the LGBTQ community across not only on Navajo Nation but across uh, the Indian country in general and we're seeing this story constantly played over and over again. I have a question for you. Um, I wanted to ask how you personally like what your argument is against because i know in the creation story for navajos there's the part where the men and the women separate and there's that river between them and the reason that there are the you know the monsters and whatnot are because the women were by themselves and i haven't personally heard otherwise but i've read in like some journals and scientific um Articles that there exists a version of our creation story where it's similar to that, but doesn't say because they were spread apart and that they were <clears throat> not together, these monsters were created and whatnot. So, how do you combat that? Yeah, I think that I hear this probably every single week or every other month over the last several years that we actually went to flea markets, we went to chapter meetings, uh, we went to community gatherings and the ceremonies to actually bring people together and talk about this particular issue because one thing that we heard over and over among our tribal leaders was that what are what are the community what are communities saying about this particular issue because in many cases they say that Navajo people are more concerned about economic development. More concerned about the livelihood and the health of our kids, right? Um, we made the argument that what we're trying to, our position is that it ties into all of that. Um, when it goes back to, and, and we're having conversation with elders and parents, one of the things that we always hear is that if you if you're a traditional Navajo person and you grew up with the oral tradition, and even if you didn't grow up that way. The consensus among our people is that Navajo people have always had a history of accepting those that are different, have always had a history of accepting our LGBTQ into our own traditional society, and that our culture is based on like oral tradition, right? Like, we, like my grandparents, my grandfather, they shared with us the oral tradition because our history is not written down on paper. So when we talk about the oral tradition, to me that means it's the human, it's a natural creation story that's passed on from my generation onto the next generation. So these stories consistently have always included Delta, Nukle, and many others. Many others I say that because they've been forgotten because of colonialization, because of because <laughs> of assimilation, because of the boarding school system. But if if you're if you consider yourself as someone that's nukle or devba, that can mean that you're a male bodied woman or a man female. And so this novel creation story you're talking about, Nick, um, 
the way that I understand it is so that, yes, men and women were separated because of a huge domestic dispute. And that's why we have a, we have, it's a justification for the patriarchal system in, in, in the Navajo Nation today. Uh, Navajo people have not elected a Navajo woman, an indigenous woman, as their president or their leader uh, for generations now. Whereas if you speak to any medicine person back in your communities, Navajo women were clan leaders. They took on the role. They defeated patriarchy. There was no such thing as patriarchy. So all that is a westernization. That's a westernized thinking way of government. Um, when this domestic dispute would happen in a creation story, the way that I'm told through my grandparents and my great-grandparents, and I've heard this many times in and out from so many others and, and, and the people are having conversations with in the community is that our Nukle, our Dezba, our LGBTQ community served many roles. They were caregivers. They'd taken on the role of being medicine men and women. They took on the role of being matchmakers. <laughs> They're the ones that made sure that straight men and straight women uh, were counseled and were provided advice and were married. Um, and I see this consistently among all, if not many indigenous nations across the United States, that we've always had this before. And in our in novel creation story, we were in many cases their caregivers. We were there to take care of orphan kids when our ancestors came out from war. We were there to make sure that we took care of everybody. So today, modern-day LGBTQ Navajos still continue to serve similar, if not the same, roles. And they continue to serve that proudly in their families. And that's what we're fighting for. And that, that's the history. And I feel like when, when I continue to talk about these things, when I, when I try to share these stories and, and try to articulate this, I'm speaking for generations before me that were arguing and articulating the same thing. So I was wondering, um, in the past, there has been a a very strong presence of homophobia in reservation communities against oh, yeah. uh, Two-Spirit and LGBTQ Native peoples. Um, but over time, you know, uh, ever since, it, it's become a growing issue, and the the climate for how people have treated us in nowadays is a little bit different, although with the current administration, it definitely is retreating back to the old ways. But um, what are, what are some of the things that you've seen as far as attitudes towards LGBTQ people um, in your community over, over the years and since uh, marriage equality was passed in 2015? So since 2015 until now, the Navajo government has not taken any steps towards any... The Navajo government has, has not taken any large steps towards full equality or protections for the LGBTQ community in our tribal nation. And that is a huge shame. Uh, we continue to talk about this and, and, and stress that we need to do something where... Um, I always say that the Navajo Nation in the cases is 
our tribal leaders are on the wrong side of history when it comes to issues of equality and fairness for our own people, um, especially for the LGBTQ community. Um, Dr. Jeanette Dale is a close friend of ours. She's a huge advocate for the coalition, and she had said many times to to, to many people uh, across Indian country that the Met teachings have always told us that both sexes, and it's not binary, that's the thing, it's, it's not about straight, <laughs> kind of like it's, uh, sexes in our tribal communities, especially in Navajo, has not been binary. But she has said that both sexes, when she's talking to male and female, have been important to the survival and the, the perpetuation of our people, right? Like the survival of our people. But she said that one time, our people have always acknowledged like third or multiple genders in our society. And she acknowledged the fact that Nekwe and Dantaba and many others have been a part of that. And this is a Navajo woman writing the history of Navajo people. If you want to go back, and I think many tribes can say the same thing, uh, we've always had scholars and writers write about our people and it's documented at the National Congress, uh, you know, the, the National Library of Congress, or it's at our local libraries. But the people writing those histories are not from our tribe, or they're white. And Dr. Vento is someone that's well, very well respected in, in, in our in our nation. And she said that the imposition today of modern democracy, so westernization, colonization, capitalism, <laughs> um, has actually led to a loss of memory about the inclusion of not only women, but trans women, and our LGBTQ relatives in regards to how we build our nations. And I think in that case, it's very powerful that she said that. And I, and I, I really believe in that. And I think that until nations can really be self-sufficient and really achieve true um, sovereignty, as we always try to advocate, um, we need to see more Native women leading at the helm. We need to see more acceptance of our LGBT community in our communities. And I feel like we still have a long way to go. And the Navajo Nation it should be the leader in that fight. And I feel like over the next couple of years, um, something will get done. But it's been a struggle for all of us to um, not only organize here at home because it's been so hard to do that, um, because there is just, there is definitely a generation divide because I can go into community and try to speak the best that I can, but in many cases, the communities I've run into, uh, there's a lot of elders, and in many cases, all of these elders don't speak um, the English language or Belladonna Gazad, as I would call it, and for me, like I'm not fluent in our own language uh, because of the impact of the boarding schools upon my grandparents, um, but I'm seeing that generation divide, and I'm seeing how that impacts continues to affect us negatively on a very grassroots level. But I'm, I'm optimistic that something will get done very soon, and our coalition is working towards that. Uh, this coming um, this coming summer, the Navajo Nation Council, uh, there's about 24 members. They are working towards introducing a law that will actually codify um, anti-discrimination language that will protect someone, anyone that's living in a Navajo nation 
against discrimination based based upon their sexual orientation, their gender identity, or their gender expression. And I only see this as the case fact that this council is going to do this now because we, we've seen a lot of young, progressive thinking Navajo leaders that sit within the tribal council today. Uh, and I'm really hopeful that something will get done uh, over the next year, but our coalition is going to continue to lead at that front. Excellent. And for those who are interested in finding out more or joining your cause, where can they find you? So those that are interested in, in, I think if anything, we need more, um, we need more help in regards. If you're, if you're not living on the Navajo Nation, the way that anyone could help us is donating to our cause. And any amount of contribution will help, whether it'll go towards our volunteers' gas money or go towards purchasing pamphlets that will go out to communities when knocking on doors on having conversations with grandmas and grandpas. Go to, our, go to our website at www.navajoequality.org. You'll find all the information you need there. Um, something that's going to happen over the course of the next couple of months is that we're going to actually add an interactive part of our website where... Um, other tribal nations will actually get to read about what, may, what laws um, that directly discriminate against the LGBT communities listed there. Um, right now, we have a thing called um, tribal nations uh, that deal with uh, marriage equality, but we're going to extend uh, towards something more comprehensive than that. Uh, but I'm really excited about where Diné equality is going to go over the next couple of years. And I mean, I'm, 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 if anything, I'm more optimistic and hopeful because we're seeing not only young people, we're seeing elders, we're seeing grandmas and grandpas um, advocating um, against laws that directly discriminate the L- against the LGBTQ community on the Navajo Nation. I'm seeing that elsewhere across Indigenous country. Well, all right, I want to thank you for joining us and talking with us today. Um, it's really a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much, Dr. I really appreciate it. So that was our interview with All Ray Nelson from Dene Equality. You can find more information on Facebook at Dene Equality. And I think DeneEquality.org. Um, we'll post a link as well. They're currently having um, a campaign to have a Dene Equality event this summer. So um, we'll be posting links to that on our Facebook page, Rose City Native Radio. Coming up next, it's your favorite of mine, Soup. Indian here on Rose City Native Radio. Super Indian. Super Indian. Calvin Eric. <laughs> I love this part, Hubert. Watch. <laughs> Brother, I make a white ice pee. pee. Uh-huh. You take them flaming arrows to the ferry. <laughs> General Bear, Indians don't talk like that. Kelvin Eric does. He's an Indian with three names. Yeah, he didn't talk like that in the Smoke Jumpers movie. Hubert, Kelvin Eric was like that in Moccasin Force and Geronimo, first Indian on the moon. I hate when they mess with the timeline. Yes, it's time for Super Indian. With each attempt to disrupt life on the Leaning Oak Reservation, evil villain Wampum Bags has come closer to defeating his mentor, tribal medicine woman Flora Logan. 
Wampum dispatches his most famous evil associate. Hubert is cleaning ashtrays at the bingo hall, blissfully unaware of the danger that awaits him. Oh, dang, must be my Uncle Chester. Hello? Hubert, it's Uncle Chester. I'm at the tribal bank, and Lena Marie is withdrawing a bunch of money. That's nosy, Uncle Chester. Ah, Hubert, it's a company check. Oh. She's with Chief Yellowshirt, Cal Van Eric, and some Hollywood hot body. Cal Van Eric here? Uncle Chester, he's the most famous Indian on the planet. Oh, he's an Indian in the movies, innit? But how do we know Cal Van Eric is really Indian? Hmm. The internet says he's Chumash Paiute Ojibwe with a Romanian mother, oh. but it could be Mantan and a wig. Hmm. Oh, wait! They're heading over to the bingo hall. Get Mega Bear and DOG. You got it, Uncle Chester. Meanwhile, Chief Jerry Yellowshirt and Lena Marie show off the bingo hall to their Hollywood guests. And this is our newly renovated bingo hall, Cal Van Eric. We spent over $5,000 on custom linoleum. Your tribal logo is in every square. It's custom. For the movie, we'll recreate the bingo hall of 1992 instead of this generic Native Americana. Generic? 49 Productions, Sage speaking. <laughs> Sage, it's Rumpum Bates. <laughs> I trust everything is evil. Everything is going as planned. Uh, tell Cal Van Eric I'll be there very soon. <laughs> Cal Van Eric, our benefactor is on his way. He is. I'm honored. Chief Yellowshirt, huh? is Mrs. Logan meeting us here? Oh, yeah, sure. She's over by the coffee machine. Come, Sage. My producer really wants to meet Mrs. Logan. Oh, oh I get it. I'm cut from the movie because of that old woman. No, Chief. You weren't never in it. They're filming the Lena Marie story first. Mrs. Logan, what a pleasure. I'm Cal Van Eric, the Indian with three names, star of Smoke Jumpers and Wagon Wheel of Death. I'm rarely recognized sans buckskin. Oh, Nice to meet you, Mr. Van Eric. That's Cal Van Eric. Please use all three of my names. <laughs> Mrs. Flora Logan, so we meet again. Wampum, baby, I thought you had confidence in me. Uh, Calvin Eric, this is between me and the medicine woman. But I was about to show them my highlight reel and then clean out their tribal bank. Calvin Eric, you've been like an evil son to me, but it's time you know the truth. I engineered your successful movie career. What? Ah, here they are, Lena. Oh. And I even bought your tribal enrollment card. Oh! Mm. Banks, I knew you'd be back. Huh? I'm ready for you. Take that! You feel that, Banks? I got more I that came from. Feel my power, medicine woman! My God, Bags, she's an old woman. She can't last long pinned to the ceiling like that. Lena, let's get out of here. All right. How long can Grandma Logan hold out pinned to the ceiling? The conclusion of our story in the next astonishing Super Indian adventure. Super Indian. A Native Voices at the Autry production.
trees. I dispel the lies of man, the frauded hand that feeds me. This hell is just a scam. The God that I am believes me. Creator made the land. I am the land, so Mother Earth breeds me. Spider weaves the story, so the web of life reads me. I can spell out the glory, so I spell L-O-V-E. Elders told oral traditions, this is where it leads me. Seven generations, now my spirit can't fly freely. We keeping it real with a medicine wheel, better than suffering enough of that. We can heal better than my skin in my blood. I bleed, so the wound up and show you my scar has sealed. We are unifying all people as one. You the flying, the eagle and sun. New beginnings in the east have come. Bring me a baby, a daughter, or son. Oh, grandpa, tell me a story about the good old days. Oh, grandma, teach me the weed like the Test love, warrior status while the rest of us rest up. Come now, a hundred years has come now, and somehow red people are still backing gun sounds. Wake up to that fake stuff. I'm bold with that social. I'm social with that mad gab. My resistance is focused. The monument of existence isn't to be by our soul, kid. The West was never one done to those who thought they stole it. You are not raving. That's not how story told it. That's not how stories journey. Woven had unfolded. You can ask your grandma exactly how the old lived. I got the light and I hold it. You can ask your grandpa exactly how the old lived. I got the light and I hold it. Oh, grandpa, tell me a story about the good old days. That was Mob Bounce with Oral Tradition and before that, Super Indian. You can find more information on Super Indian at superindiancomic.com or on Facebook under Super Indian. All right. I'm trying to figure out, oh, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. So I actually just came back from a work trip. Um, I was up in the Great White North and not Canada. I was up in Alaska. And um, I had a great time. Shout out to anybody from or listening in Huslia. (laughs) 
Uh, went out to Huslia and Fairbanks, had a fantastic time, had some good salmon, had some good moose meat. It was fantastic. So I say that all because uh, I'm going to wrap it up today with Tanya Tagak, award-winning throat singer. Uh, this is Tanya Tagak with Caribou. Stay tuned at 7 for the Indigenous Power Hour mix. Again, we're highlighting um, some tracks from the Tiny House Warriors mixtape. It's pretty good, y'all. It's I really enjoy it. So we're going to be highlighting some tracks from that, also mixed in with regular uh, stuff that we throw in for the mix. It's going to be a wonderful stew. Come on out for the Music Potlatch. 7 p.m. So stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. This is Tanya Tagak with Caribou here on Rose City Native Radio.
That was Tanya Tagak with Caribou. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You can find us on Facebook at Rose City Native Radio. You can email us your local events, your music, your topics, and more at pdxnativeradio at gmail.com. Also, again, uh, we are looking for folks in the Native community here in Portland who knew the late, great John Talley. We are trying to set up an, an honoring um, episode special for him, and we'd love to talk with people who knew him um, during his time at KBU and can talk a little, about, a little bit about the man himself. So please email us at pdxnativeradio at gmail.com if you'd like to come talk to us about John Talley. Um, you can find us here every Thursday. Stay tuned for the Indigenous Power Hour coming up next. You're listening to KBOO Portland. The time is 6.59. And again, coming up, the Indigenous Power Hour mix with your DJ, DJ Gila River Monster here, ready to party. This program was produced at KBOO Community Radio in Portland, Oregon. More audio is available online at kboo.fm. Listening to KBOO Portland on 90.7 FM, K282BH Philomath on 104.3 FM, and K220HR Hood River on 91.9 FM. Tune in to KBOO every fourth Friday of the month at 8 p.m. for Squirrel Snow, the show where we broadcast galactic awareness, animal awareness, where we have fascinating conversations with movers and shakers in the fields of galactic awareness and animal awareness and we play music that can raise our frequency of consciousness yeah that is squirrel snow every fourth friday of the month at 8 p.m here on your community radio station kboo portland The following program is a rebroadcast. Dates, times, and events mentioned in the following program have already